So you need to understand why there's a shortfall of houses. You can't take the market on its surface. There's simply not enough deals out there, so I'm not going to do this right now. No, you got to understand why it's happening. If you understand how the market is moving, you have a far higher probability of benefiting from the market movement. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So we got to dive deeper into this. Not just there's a shortage, because there is a shortage, but why there's a shortage. We got to look into it. So the first thing is this crazy pandemic, this COVID crisis. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown studios with my executive producer and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's up, everybody? Super excited. Uh, Happy to continue to be on the podcast and... uh, Passing out information, you know, I learn a lot from these things too. So, um, everybody in the deal hunter and foreclosure fan, uh, foreclosure deals coach family, you're not the only one that gets benefit from these. You know, we uh, we learn and benefit from, from them as well. Yes. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you go to our website, foreclosuredealscoach.com forward slash free dash guide to get your copy of the four F's of foreclosure that goes into um, what we talk about the mindset, methodology, and tools that is takes to be a successful real estate and foreclosure investor and kind of gives you a breakdown of, you know, how we approach, you know, getting through your first deal and getting you started on that. So um, if you're ready to, you know, uh, potentially get your first flip and get going with that, go ahead and uh, go to the website, foreclosuredealscoach.com slash free dash guide. Uh, We'll get you your copy of the four F's of foreclosure and we'll get you started down that path. Love it, man. Thank you for that. Appreciate that, uh, that, that that shameless self-plug for the show. And I really appreciate that. You know, know. We, we got to get the word out there. Listen, this is a movement. What we're trying to do is create a generational wealth shift for people who want to flip houses or invest in real estate. Everybody's style is different, right? So you got to find the style that you identify with most, but then you got to take massive action. Okay, so again, step one, know who you want to mentor underneath. And again, YouTube University has filled them. We have the podcasts here. We've been providing informational resources to would-be real estate investors for two years now. Yeah. We're providing this show to you guys because we love this. And I learned something from this show. And listen, I'm on this, I'm doing the show. And every week, the articles that, that you bring in, John, and, and help us out with things and the people, the questions people ask, force me to push myself to become a better coach, a better mentor, and a better real estate investor every single day. I love it. So thank you for all that you do, Deal Hunter community, for us. We really appreciate that. With that, let's get to the show today. Where'd all the houses go? I don't know. I've been uh, out on the out on the street, and I've been seeing a lot of people without homes. So they're they're out there. I don't know. They must be out there, but they're saying that you know they're understanding housing inventory, what it means for you. U.S. News did an article about this. There are precious few homes on the market, and here's why. 
Well, let's go over that, okay? If you're out as an investor, we, we generally don't talk to retail buyers on this show, okay? No offense to y'all out there looking to buy a house for yourself, but you guys, you know, retail home buyers, you've been struggling for the last few years, really, ever right. since the beginning of the coronavirus scandal. It's been kind of difficult to find houses, right? So when I'm telling people what I do as a fix and flipper, the first thing's out of their mouth is, well, there's no houses, can't be any deals out there to buy. Well, that's not true. There are deals in every single market, but I ain't going to lie to you. A low inventory market does make the gig a little bit tougher. It's a bit more of an art form. So you need to understand why there's a shortfall of houses. You can't take the market on its surface. There's simply not enough deals out there, so I'm not going to do this right now. No, you understand why it's happening. If you understand how the market is moving, you have a far higher probability of benefiting from the market movement. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So we got to dive deeper into this. Not just there's a shortage, because there is a shortage, but why there's a shortage. We got to look into it. So the first thing is this crazy pandemic, this COVID crisis we dealt with for so long. When COVID hit, a lot of people were terrified that they were going to die. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, um, amusingly, I remember yeah, that. It was kind of funny because a lot less people died than we thought. You know, people died, and, you know, we uh, we, we, we respect, the, that. We yeah, respect those that passed. But, we're sorry hmm. for the losses. Anybody who struggled, I, I lost some friends to COVID as well, and it was a real thing. It is a real thing. We need to take it seriously. But the death count was surprisingly lower than we thought, wasn't it? Yeah, I, just, I mean. Well, you couldn't tell the real estate market that because suddenly— a bunch of people are like, well, I'm not inviting COVID-infected strangers into my home. <laughs> what if they cough on my mattress? That's gross anyway. Yeah, Just what are you doing that close to mattress? <laughs> Cover your mouth, bro. Seriously, you're in somebody's home. Right? <laughs> so that was step one in, this, in reducing the inventory. The pandemic, people stopped selling houses. Right, they, they they weren't doing showings. I remember it was about March of 2020 when there were no showings permitted at all for at least what felt like forever. But I think it was 30 days. I think it was about a month, month and a half. We couldn't do showings, and then there was like regulated showings as long as there was you know like serious buyers one at a time type stuff. Right. It took a solid three months to get back any sort of showing market that was stable. Okay, that obviously has an impact, but the real impact was people were like, I'm not going to invite anybody in at all for a while. And then there was a whole mindset. I still have friends who are here now. They just weren't going to leave the house, period, much less go shopping for a new house. Right. I'm going to stay right here. Right. People stop paying the rent because like, what are you going to do about it? You can't come get me. It's COVID, baby. You can't even come in the house. For all you know, I'm sick right now. I'm like, oh, maybe you're right. This guy could be. <laughs> I'm sorry, can't pay rent. I'm not feeling very good. I may have the COVID. <laughs> right? And we got to laugh about it now because back then it was terrifying. I, I'm not the type to kind of crawl into a ball and, you know, be afraid of death. I got, I'm a man of faith. The way I see it, if it's time to go, it's time to go. But there's a lot of people out there who just panicked. Right. So that had a big impact on people not selling their homes. Now, the thing about that is there haven't been enough homes since the last crisis. You got to think about that. In 2008, there were a bunch of homes that needed to be built based on the amount of population growth in the United States and globally. 
We stopped building in 08. We are still paying for that 15 years later. We still have a shortage of homes in general, right? So the builders have been struggling to keep up, but they're like, hey, suddenly the guy who bought, you know, started this new build six months ago, I can get 50 grand more for this house right now. So there were letters sent out right here in Colorado Springs that said, we know you're under contract at 450. We're canceling your contract, refunding your earnest money, and the new price of the home is $500,000. People were pissed. But supply and demand, baby. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the economy, man. It's uh, economics 101. You, you either get eight. Uh, you either get a by it sometimes. Totally right. You're either pushing ahead of it or you're behind it, wondering what the hell happened, mm-hmm. right? And we have just made it our life's work to make sure we keep you in front of the market trends, right? Not waiting to see what's going to happen, but in front of what is currently happening in the market. Okay. The next thing this article goes on to talk about is millennial home buyers pushing demand. Well, the millennials, which are described as people those age 23 to 41, I'm 40, I'm 44, so I'm three years out of being a millennial, according to this. Yeah, whatever, Gen X, maybe? I I, I could be Gen X. I think I get my Instagram set up, though. I feel like if I'm missing out, if I'm a millennial, (laughs) there's some stuff I'm not doing right. (laughs) Where's my electric car? Where's my bailout? Come on, bro. What's going on, right? We're the largest living generation at 23 to 41, and they're generally not big on home ownership. Hmm. Until recently. Why? Well, here's what shifted. Interest rates. Yeah, I was just going to say. Right? Interest rates went so low that even the millennials were like, yo, man, homeownership and commitment is bad, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should buy that house, bro. I don't want to be a slave to my mortgage blender for 30 years, bro. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Interest rates are super <laughs> low, man. They you saw these it. interest rates are like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Put the put the joint down. We need to discuss why. <laughs> what, you're saying rates are in the twos? All right, maybe we need to be buying after all, right? right? So suddenly this huge millennial generation that was not big on home ownership wanted to keep their mobility is like, I got to do this because of the pure economics of it all. Rents kept going up. Didn't you work at a, uh, you were doing leasing for a while for an apartment complex in Denver? Did you uh, watch it happen? Yeah, it's kind of, it's funny to see, you know, people are coming in and it's either the people that are living there or upset that their rates that their rent is going up right at a, at a ridiculous rate or people are looking to move in and they've got a budget that they're looking to stay in but this is their 10th apartment that they've gone to and right. nothing is in that budget because everything is super high now so it's just gone like that that, that inventory is just not available anymore right mm-hmm. in the rental market we saw this huge uptick i remember doing a show at least a year ago talking about rents going up 18 20 percent in certain markets and i think that's soft compared to what denver went up yeah, or the Colorado sure, springs denver. market right crazy what people pay rent so these millennials were basically incited to action we have to buy something and they're the largest living age group in the world right now, and they're going, I got to buy something all at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a short. Where the houses go, the millennials got them. Damn millennials. I mean, hey, that's me. You're a millennial. You, uh, can't, you can't damn yourself. It's uh, weird. It's weird. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Right. So next up, what else happened? Remote workers invest and investors driving sales in some era. You know what else happened in the same era? I happened. Okay, in the past, I was doing, you know, it's, I, I would guesstimate, 
20 to 25 flips was a pretty typical year for me, right? That was kind of like I wasn't really tracking it because I had my retail business. I was like, whatever I can do, if a good deal comes along, I'll do it. But I'm making my money from retail and I'm straight. Well, one fine morning, January 1st, 2020, I woke up, looked at my wife and go, you know what would be cool? She's like, oh God. If we could flip 50 houses in one year. And she went, you're drunk. Go back to bed. Which was true. It was New Year's Day. Like, wow. Anyway, I was probably a little intoxicated. We went after it. And we ended up doing 40 for the year, not the 50 desired. But we started taking it seriously. Like, this was going to be our full-time business. We were going to give up retail and do this full-time. I wasn't alone. A lot of investors were brought to action by the fact that this boom in housing prices meant there were so many deals on the market at speculative prices. Like the current value of the property was okay. Like there was enough margin to where it was, but if it was going to take you three months or so to get it fixed up, I had one property that I was off by nearly a hundred thousand dollars. The Springs Hell House. You probably heard the show, mm-hmm. right? We went up a hundred thousand dollars in value when I bought the property. I was expecting to sell it for seven thirty, seven fifty, maybe. Ended up offloading that property at eight thirty. Wow. In the same six-month period, because the market had just gone up so fast during that time. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas. But one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payment to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting Getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. So this brought a lot of investors who were kind of dabbling in it like myself. And now we're going, well, instead of making my desired 15 to 20K margin, which was exciting, but I could make that doing retail in an equal amount of time. Now I was looking at 40, 50, $60,000 back end profits on these properties. Obviously, that incentivized me to want to do more of that. Right? Well, that was true of investors all across the country who saw this massive increase in large hedge funds got in the game. Cryptocurrency blew up at the same time. These guys had to figure out a way to get out of crypto and into hard assets. And the best way to do it was to buy real estate because you could move hundreds of thousands, not millions at a time. So giant private hedge funds funded by big increases in the crypto market came out and a bunch of money flew into the real estate market, right? So where the houses go? Well, the investors took them. Or was it the millennials? Uh, or was it coronavirus? Uh, I don't know. These guys are forming an Avengers of shrinking a housing inventory right now. The bottom line is it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon. Right. Right. Interest rates are on the increase. In our sales meeting this morning, we discussed, hey, you know, interest rates are rising. Is it slowing the market down? 
Well, the general consensus from the retail group was, yes, we're seeing less showings, less traffic, but is it real or is it perception? Well, perception becomes reality over time, but today what drives this market and pretty much every market in history is supply and demand. Right. And the supply of houses, based on the fact that there was a building flux from 2008, is still far too low. And demand, although rates have stifled it a little bit, is still at all-time highs. The millennial generation is insatiable on buying their first home. Right, The builders can't build them fast enough, and even though rates have gone from the late threes to the early fours to even early fives, Yes, your payment's going to go up, but the supply chain has not been changed. Meanwhile, we're struggling to get supplies to build houses. Wood is still hard to come by. Lumber, the primary building product of our housing inventory, is still in a relative shortage compared to where it was a year or two ago because the builders are building out of control. We're killing the forest as fast as we can and basically discounting any shot of this planet surviving as fast as we can, but... We can't keep up. So I don't think the housing shortage is going to go away. And as a result, I'm still convinced now is a really good time to invest in real estate. Right? It can only go up from here. Now, as I tell you that, I will also tell you in the same breath that we're selling everything right now. Well, wait, Donnie, you just said it's a great, it is a great investment. It's just going to be a better investment in two years. Mm. You see what I'm saying? At some point, there is going to be a correction. Not the massive crisis we saw of 08. I'm not predicting 20, 30% down. What I am predicting is that you're going to see a massive influx of wholesale inventory in the property coming in the form of, wait for it, foreclosures. Mm, wait a minute. Here we go. Getting back to our bread and butter. Uh-huh. Right? Because as interest rates go up, sellers who severely overpaid for properties in the past few years are not going to be able to sell without taking a loss. Let's face it, we're not known for our economic stability here in the U.S. We tend to overspend. We tend not to save. We tend not to plan for a market correction of any kind. So if something comes up, and it always does in these people's lives, and they're already into the property for way more than they can sell it for because there's this minor correction, they're going to hit the foreclosure market. This will lead to a massive influx of wholesale inventory hitting the market simultaneously, and then it's going to be pay dirt for us foreclosure investors, right? How far out are we? Well, once again, my crystal ball ain't working. I don't know. I've been saying this collapse is going to happen every day for the past two years. Today's the day. I wake up in the morning and I go, this is it. Did it do it? Did it go? And I've been wrong thus far. Okay. One more catalyst is required to make this happen. See, a combination of increased inventory is not enough because we're behind already. Increased inventory will barely be noticed. We have doubled in available homes in Colorado Springs in the past three months and nobody's noticed. Right? We went from three or 400 homes on the market to seven or 800 homes on the market, and nobody really saw it happen. The affordable houses have not come up at all, but total inventory has come up, and we haven't even really noticed. Okay, So what's going to cause that? the big thing that pushes it over the edge? We can't know that for sure. We thought it was coronavirus. 
Back then, we thought the virus is going to be the catalyst that pushed us in. But right now, your federal government is doing all sorts of crazy stuff that could lead us into a collapse. Right? All sorts of stuff is happening. Oh, wow. Huge federal stimulus is great. Getting people back to work is great. Okay? Going to war financially is great. Hmm. Right? But there's a lot of things we can't plan for. We're spending all this money at the same time. So I still believe something weird is going to happen. And it's easy to say, right? In the end, it's like it's like a, a wrong clock. A broken clock is right twice a day, right. right? I have to be right eventually. That's the cool thing about having a show is I can keep telling you the same mm-hmm. stuff over and over again. And one day, like, you know, probably a year and a half from now, I get to say I told you so. That'll right. probably that'll probably be the title of the episode. I told you so, part two, because we've already had one of those before. <laughs> and I was right and wrong then. <laughs> right? I'm like Rush Limbaugh, rest in peace. But that guy just kind of kept going, right? Yep. The Democrats going to drive us in the ground. The Republicans are everything that matters. He was right and wrong simultaneously all the time. <laughs> and pissed off. Like, I mean, yeah. That guy was always so angry about yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, like you said, RIP, that might be why he's not longer with us. You can't. You can't be that contentious and hold on to that much and Seriously, be that man. amped up all the time. Yeah, you, your heart's going to explode. Come on now, calm you know? down. Eventually, it's going to kill you. I'm pretty amped up, but I'm telling you that correction is coming. It might be that we go to war with somebody, right, and that kills the population. Not in the sense that they all get killed. We don't want that. But in the sense that they're all deployed, and I, a large part of your workforce is another country, so that could stagnate housing. Mm-hmm. It did last time, right? Soldiers were gone during Desert Storm. That, that had an impact. Right. When we have at least in Colorado Springs, we're a very heavy military community. So that will impact us very quickly if a bunch of deployments happen simultaneously. You know, employment could drop. Unemployment could could start to increase and people are working less because these companies have not yet felt the ripple effect of what coronavirus did to them two years ago. We're just now noticing the housing crisis that was caused in 2008. We have not yet seen what coronavirus is going to do to us long term. Okay, and I just don't think we can stimulus package our way out of it. I don't think we can pay people or to get out of the situation. It's gonna hit us at some point. We just keep pushing it down the road until one point the actual economy is gonna rear its ugly head and go, all right, we're screwed for a while. All of this sounds horrible, but the upside is where the houses go, they should be going to you. Right? You're a real estate investor. That's why you're listening to the foreclosure deals. Coach Podcast, you're an investor. You're a person who's buying a property either for yourself or as an investment, but you're looking at the deal angle, not the house itself, right? So no matter what the market is doing, your objective is to buy below market, have to do a little work to it because you got it below market, and then either hold on to it as your primary residence, flip it to make it income, or hold on to it long term as a rental property. The rules haven't changed. Just that there are less houses to look at to make those rules take place. So you got to get better at your market analysis. You got to work faster at doing deals. Get a better funding lineup. Everything about where we're at now requires an increase in your skill set from where it was just a few short years ago. See that as an advantage, not a disadvantage. You're being tested right now to be at the top of your game. And if you're not 100% certain at the top of your game yet, then you might need some help. You might want to consider getting coaching or mentorship or watching more YouTube University. In the end, the knowledge will serve you in good market and a bad market equally. But if you're ready to get serious about this, now is always the right time to do it. You've got to take massive action. Stop listening to the BS about there aren't enough homes out there to find a deal. We literally, we're at 30 flips right now. We're in May. 
and we're ahead of schedule on our desired 60 target for the year because the deals are out there. It's just that I don't dilly-dally when I see them. I see a deal. I buy the deal. We figure it out. And that happens every single day. Somebody's sending me a deal of some kind. You are in the exact same spot. Your market is no different. You can flip whether you're in Austin, Texas right now, Tallahassee, Florida, or San Diego. The deals are out there, but you have to be a deal engineer. Right, And if you're not yet a deal engineer, that's okay. There are resources out there that can help you become a deal engineer in much less time than you think as long as you're committed to the process of learning this very lucrative skill set, real estate investing. Right, So where the houses go? Well, we just explained it. Now that you know that, what are you going to do about it? You should be joining wholesale groups in your local community. Find every real estate Facebook group related. Join out there. Deals are being shot back and forth. You're just not hearing about them because you're an outsider looking in. And if you need to get started, need some rocket fuel to get going, reach out. Go to foreclosuredealscoach.com. Sign up for an investor assessment call. And we're going to go over where you're at in your investment journey to see if you're a good fit for a real estate coaching program. Right? Which is pretty much going to handhold you through your first deal. Once you've done your first deal, you're going to be a machine in this. You're going to understand, like I did in my very first deal, that the path to freedom is not by working for the man, doing the things that you don't want to be doing to provide for the family that you're trying to provide for long term. In the end, it's taking a risk, stepping out of your comfort zone, and doing something crazy that's going to get you what you want in life. Right? This could be that crazy thing, and I would love to be a part of that journey with you. Until then, though, that's our show. You want to know where the houses are at? You just found out. Now you're going to go find your deal because they're still out there, and we can help you to find them. This is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, thanking you once again for tuning in and reminding you yet again, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.